guys, again, hi, I'm Jeremy. Uh, I'm the docs dev behind the entire main point universe uh, marketplace. Uh, Brian, you can see on camera, he's the project dev on the project we're talking about today, the official mind token. Uh, and we wanted on this AMA just to come share with you some updates that we have on the marketplace itself, as well as all the information about the official mind token, our marketing plans, our strategy for success here, uh, and everything that we've got in the works. So, um, First thing off, we've opened a repository on the Marketplace website, so that's umarketplace.com or memecoinmarketplace.com, where we can now go through and store all of these AMAs uh, for not only our token, but also our certified safe tokens. So, uh, and you guys are going to have a portal when, when you click to learn more about your project. Uh, right now, you've got the link to your website, your socials, and your buy now. Uh, you guys are also going to have a link where you can put a repository of your AMAs. Uh, whenever we make YouTube review videos, like a, a token review or anything like that, if you guys get other ones, you'll be able to put those in the repository. Uh, it'll just be a nice centralized place on the website uh, for you guys nice. to go through and keep all that. I think that's really cool because then that way, like you said, all the MCU certified safe tokens, uh, you're going to be able to like learn a little bit more about all those other tokens because you can, hey, if I have time, it's kind of like podcasts. I can go there and I can listen to a couple episodes from some of the other uh, AMAs from some other groups. So I think that's a pretty cool feature. Yeah. And where's that, that going to be on your website, you said? So it's, it's on where's the memecoinmarketplace.com. So if you go to memecoinmarketplace.com, you'll see on there the top three tokens are the memecoin universe tokens. Uh, and then the next three listed at after that are the MCU certified safe. So that's where you'll see the Ascend token. You can click uh, learn more and it'll bring you to Ascend homepage. Uh, from there, we have a buy now link that takes you right directly to your website where you can buy. Uh, we have a link to your website, to your Facebook, to Telegram, to all of your socials. A short description, we have the tokenomics, the tax structure, everything like that listed on there. Uh, we have your chart, uh, which we took off of the, uh, I think it was either CoinGecko or CoinMarketCap uh, chart tracking. Um, so you can yeah. see your price and everything like that. Uh, and now we're going to have this repository. So uh, you'll just really uh, just be a nice homepage when people visit the web and really learn anything they need about your project. I really think that's a that's a cool idea. I like that a lot. Yeah, thank you. So, um, yeah, it's, it's just we're excited to continuing to continue to clean up and add features to the marketplace. So we don't want it to become overwhelming when you get in. We want it to feel more like a BestBuy.com. Um, so you visit there, you can see the products that are for sale. You can see the pricing, who's on a good discount right now, and then you can you can learn more. Um, we've also outfitted it with all the backend needs for tracking all of the analytics on it. Um, so mm -hmm. we'll be able to tell you how many people have come to the website, clicked on the Ascend token page, watched one of your videos, uh, maybe how long they've listened for, uh, and, and you know maybe what link they came from, and just all of the, the type of analytics that you might need, we'll be able to share with you guys as well. It's very cool. Very cool. Yeah. So, so uh, well, let's get. Yeah, get. Let's get right into it. Like for the people who don't know who you are, <laughs> and again, we only have a couple guys. This is our fault for trying to like figure out the <laughs> last minute, but. Uh, um, for the people who are maybe going to watch this recording tomorrow or, or later today, like, what is this token? I know what it is, but like, explain, yeah. you know, what's this next part of the ecosystem for MCU? You know, introduce us to Brian a little bit. Give us some of the color of his background. Again, we know you a lot, J. Rowe. So, um, and any other guys? I know there was a couple of guys you brought onto this team too. Yeah, so I've, we had a couple of other marketing people that I introduced you to. Brian's a project dev. So this is this project is the official mine token uh, by MemeCoin Universe. It's the third token. Welcome, Sparta. Uh, it's the third token to be released in our marketplace. Uh, each token that's released within our ecosystem has its own dev coming in with their own community and their own background. Welcome in, Danny. Um, and so the official mine token, the idea behind this token 
Uh, and I'm going to tell you not just the idea behind it, but also the different types of ways that we're going to be marketing it. So the idea behind the token is that each of these tokens that we're releasing in our first set are designed towards solving some sort of a problem that we've identified in the ERC-20 or meme coin trading space. And this token is set out to so help solve the problem of high gas fees. Because if we can add enough rigs to the network, maybe we can make a dent in the gas fees. But if nothing else, you have a token that you can invest in that gets its money from the gas fees itself. Right, so the, the, gas, the gas fees itself cause the token to grow, um, and so they become a little bit less annoying. Uh, you guys did a fantastic job helping lower the gas fees in the contract. They're like stupid cheap now, uh, which is fantastic. Um, and maybe that's the wrong term to use, they're, they're intelligently cheap. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, we, we've done $30,000 of gas fee reimbursements on certain buys during certain promotional periods. Um, and this is kind of our final approach toward, you know, making gas fees less of a problem in the space. Um, so that was really the idea that kind of sparked behind the token uh, and, and behind the revenue case for it. Uh, as far as marketing the token, our, our first set of marketing is going to be toward people who are mining enthusiasts, but maybe they, they haven't traded in altcoins before. Uh, there hasn't been one attractive enough to them or the space is still kind of scary. Um, and so by releasing tokens in an area they know is going to be a scam-free area, they know that they have a place to shop and avoid these type of scams, it'll be an introduction. And the marketing to those people is going to be, listen, if you want to make residual income by mining Ethereum, but you have $12,000 to buy one of these, you don't have the electricity, the space, uh, the cooling to, to be able to run one of these out of your house for a return, by the way, 12,000 bucks for a return of hopefully one third of an Ethereum per month, right? So you're talking right now a thousand, less than a thousand dollars per month with 12,000 up front. Not everybody has that. Yeah, right? exactly. So we're going to be reaching out to these people and say, if, if you're an enthusiast about this, but you only have 500 bucks or a thousand bucks, put it into our token. It's basically a mining share. You're investing still in rigs. You're still mining Ethereum. You're getting the residual income from the 6% ETH reflections. Uh, and by the way, that'll probably pay more than what you could mine in a month if we can, you know, based on the volume and everything like that. Uh, and all 100% of the ETH that's mined from these rigs is going back into the liquidity of the token. So um, they, get, they get the growth from the liquidity, plus they're able to collect their uh, daily, <laughs> weekly, monthly uh, gas fees from their reflections so yeah um, that's that's really kind of the first crowd and the first target that we're going to market um the second strategy is it's much easier the messaging is listen if you've ever thought about making residual income with cryptocurrency these are the way to do it i mean we have basically robots going to work for us all day collecting money and that money is going back directly into the token and you're getting a piece of the cut every time around um, so just a simpler this residual income and uh, easy to understand. We think that yeah, shorter and by yeah, but and and sorry to interrupt you by by a piece of the cut, you're you're not only just getting reflections on those injections, which we always talk about in ascend, but your price is increasing on your relative shares. So when you decide you want to exit your position, you're making money on that end too. And that's that's where I think it really when you're talking about residual income, that's where it is. Yeah, a hundred percent. So you're you're getting it from both directions, and uh, obviously we're encouraging people to hold their positions. Uh, we want to we want you to hold your position until we become what we call hyper deflationary. So and welcome in urban. Uh, this token is designed to be deflationary. The tokens are going to come off the market over time. They're going to get mm -hmm. locked in a vault, and and when we do these buybacks, we're doing it from Uniswap. 
we're not sending from a wallet. We're not, oh, these are burned, right? Um, they're, yeah. they're coming from Uniswap into the wallet, off the market. And the goal is to become, go from deflationary to hyperdeflationary. When we have, let's say, 100 of these rigs up, or when we switch to ETH 2.0, and you go to needing a node instead of needing all the mining, uh, we want to get to a point where we're buying back 30 Ethereum per month on average. So we want to get to the point where we're buying back one Ethereum per day. We don't have to work for it. The robots are going to work. We're turning electricity into heat, into money, essentially. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> this is essentially what it is. You know, if we can be buying back one ETH a day, hold on to your hats. Uh, you know, you're, you're not going to want to sell your bag early. And you know what? What I really think it's cool too is, <clears throat> so you guys are doing things, I think, a little bit differently than some other people who have bought mining rigs to use for either portions of injections into the tokens, and even like specifically our one of our tokens, we bought some mining rigs. We did Bitcoin mining rigs, but we house them in a facility because. I just don't a have the time or knowledge how to mine. You can give me the equipment and it will take me a while to figure it out. But you guys are starting off by eliminating some of that middleman cost, those maintenance costs by doing it yourselves. You guys have a little bit maybe experience in doing that. So <clears throat> with your team, um, like what's your capacity right now before you have to then eventually go to those bigger housing facilities and you know get that, that space? What, what do you guys think you can get your rigs to? Yeah, so I, I knew that you were going to ask me that question because I've been getting it a lot actually from from folks around the Defiant team and, and kind of uh, you know yeah. folks that you've sent our way. Uh, so I went through and I counted them up this week. You know, for for the last fourteen years almost since two thousand and eight, I've been doing business consulting and brokering. Uh, I have a ton, a ton, a ton of connections with small businesses where I can place one or two of these units. Uh, it's in a room that's not being used. I don't have to worry about any maintenance as long as they've got constant power and electricity. Uh, and mm -hmm. I went through and I counted them up and I've got 31 different places that we're going to be housing these units just to get off the bat. Um, and there will be right. anywhere from one to four units uh, in, in these 30 places. And then we'll be able to still expand from there. So, um, for example, in my house, I'm actually going to be storing four of these in my house. Uh, a custom cabinet that's getting built. It's going to have insulation and cooling system. It's going to have uh, an exhaust fan. Um, that custom cabinet's actually getting built in my garage, which is also uh, temperature controlled. Um, so the hot air is going to be expelled outside. It's going to have its own cooling system like you would find actually in a wine cellar. So we're using like a wine cellar 18-inch yeah. uh, cooling unit. Um, and each of these rigs, these are going to be outfitted to have five graphics cards. Right now, this one's got three, so you can kind of count them here. One, two, three. Um, we've got space to put two more in. These are going to be connected to an uninterruptible power supply. Um, that power supply is connected to a power conditioner. Uh, the power conditioner that we're using has a $100,000 warranty for everything plugged into it. Um, and then that power conditioner is running to a 220-volt outlet that goes directly to the street. Um, and, and, you know, until I can upgrade to solar panels and, and batteries and that kind of stuff. So uh, we're taking extremely good care of these. We have remote monitoring on them. Uh, we have two uh, guys on the project who are monitoring them. One is our uh, web engineer. Uh, the other is, is just a, a tech enthusiast that's a close friend of mine. Uh, they actually came over and we actually got our second rig up and running already. Um, so the first rig, Legacy, that you can see in our hall of rigs, uh, that one's been up and running a couple of years. We just brought it into the project because one of the devs had it already. Uh, we got a second rig up running this morning. It's actually sitting behind the camera, so I'm looking at it right now. Uh, and then we've got this third rig ready to go here. This will be on display during our 
um, we're going to be doing a live broadcast for about three hours before launch uh, instead of doing a, just a voice chat. And so this will be on display during that, uh, that period as well. Um, and then we're looking to, to be able to expand these up to five uh, graphics cards right away. Uh, my custom cabinet that I'm building is going to house four of these. So we'll be picking up two more rigs and placing them here in my house. Uh, and then we'll head, be heading out to those other 30 different uh, locations. They're all, by the way, locations that are drive, uh, you know, driving distance to me and to the folks that are monitoring them. So, um, because that was, that was going to be my next question is just like the logistics around, uh, going to all your customers and like upkeep, like if, if things were to grow wrong. So like we, we bought like, for our team, we bought 10 Bitcoin mining rigs. We housed them in a facility. We bought some older models and inevitably like one of them already went, like it broke. And the guy's like, yeah, I can't salvage this one. Like you got to buy a new one. And we're like, all right, whatever. But uh, like <clears throat> there, there is some upkeep, I guess you have brand new stuff. Like we, like I said, we bought old things. Um, you bought brand new models. It looks like. Yeah. Um, so let's talk a little bit about the profitability. I think here's here's the, here's really the difference between what we're doing and using a warehouse. Remember, we're turning power into heat into money. That's that's all it is. So when you've got twenty of these units plugged into a warehouse, you're sucking a lot of power from a small source comparatively. You're generating a ton of heat that's going to be difficult to expel. And obviously, when you're running hot and you're not getting as clean a power as you can that's where you're gonna to start to introduce a lot of these problems into the electronics. Um, I consulted yeah. with a guy, uh, actually my sister's husband's close friend from childhood runs one of these warehouses. Uh, he's got a 1500 square foot warehouse running 3300 hash uh, right now. And he told me that his warehouse never drops below 90 degrees. And he tells me he gets complaints from the, the, the power company all the time that they're running too much electricity. So by doing these one unit, two unit, three unit, four units at a time, um, and especially with, like I said, of the ones here in my house, we're using a Furman power conditioner. And I don't know if you've heard of those, it's a thousand dollar power conditioner or surge protector. Uh, it takes the power from the wall. It's got capacitors in it that store that power to give it even distribution on the way out. Uh, what we're having plugged into that is an uninterruptible power supply. So it's essentially a battery with another surge protector with inside of that. Uh, and then each of these units has two power supplies connected into it. So these are two 1300 watt power supplies. So uh, by not having all of these stored in one place using the same power source and, and all generating heat into the same air, we're able to minimize a lot of that uh, type of wear and tear that might take down an older unit. Yeah, because when we, I remember when we had looked at it, we, we uh, like some of these older units too, more in particular, like they were loud. And we're like, yeah, I don't think I want that in my house. <laughs> Drive me nuts. Um, but yeah, so I, I like that you're doing it differently because again, if you're willing to all as team members take a little bit of the load, now your margins are, are your margins are gonna be better than like my margins are gonna be on my units because I just I'd rather pay somebody to do it for me and I don't care. I just want net profits at the end of the day. Like you guys are gonna have more margins, which is gonna probably help you guys then expand quicker than like my project is going to be able to do similarly with with the same thing now so you guys are doing uh, ethereum uh rigs mm -hmm. yeah so these are, are mining eth gotcha and, and and are you are you thinking of doing bitcoin too or is it just going to be ethereum because we're on the ethereum network and 
because of gas. Ethereum is kind of our shtick. Uh, everything we're doing right now is on the Ethereum network. We want to solve problems in the ERC space. So we're going to keep continue to mine everything on Ethereum until the switch to ETH 2.0. When you run a node on ETH 2.0, it's not just the, the staking ETH that you need. Uh, and I think you know this, but if anyone's on that doesn't, you need 32 ETH uh, to stake in order to, to be able to operate a node and get your returns. But it's not just the ETH. You need the hardware. So we're going to be, by owning this hardware, we're going to be able to convert quite a bit of that over into our node. And then we'll be able to mine whatever's profitable uh, with the rest of the equipment, converting that into ETH. So the way a node works is that if one of our units goes down, our APY on the node is going to drop. And, and the longer it's down, the lower that gets. So we need to have the most viable units uh, on that node. And we need to have really more than what we need. The other great part about owning this is like, for example, when these the GTX 3080s start to get outdated uh, and we want to replace it with a 3090 or whatever the new unit is, these have a ton of resale value. So we're not having to spend fresh dollars out of the token every time we want to upgrade a unit. Yeah, and that's that's one of the issues that we're having because, again, we bought some older units, the S17 9 Pros or whatever they call them, and uh, our housing facilities like, yeah, they're just old units. You might want to get to more efficient stuff like they're on the Bitcoin side, their, their resale value isn't as great. And that's something that's a learning lesson for us um, is that we're going to have to put a little more capital in to get back to where we were to get the same profitability. So what do you, uh, with the units that you have right now, like what is it looking like? How much is going to be coming back into the coin just in that residual uh, income that you were talking about? Yeah, so with the three units that we've got now, when we finish outfitting these additional two with, with the other two uh, graphics cards, uh, we mm -hmm. expect for that first month, we should be able to mine around one ETH uh, for the first month after launch. Um, and that may not sound like much, but it's, it's the first couple of units. Um, and as we continue to have volume, we're going to be continuing to add these units really as quickly as possible. Um, as I said, one, one of the guys, that's, he's just a close friend of mine. He's involved in the project. He owns all the tokens. He's a tech enthusiast. Uh, this was fun for him to go out and find all the different parts and find yeah, somebody fine. to get them assembled. Yeah, and, and uh, he and I spent literally the day that we went to go pick these up uh, with all the driving that we had to do and everywhere we had to go. It took five hours. So, and he and I just hung out in the car and, and went and picked these up and spent you know $30,000. <laughs> <laughs> um, cool. So uh, I just leave a lot of that up to him, like as far as what devices that we're going to pick and he gets all the research done. And um, like I said, he came over today with our web engineer was at my place today as well. Uh, and they got the first one up and running. I, I don't think you can hear it. No. Right. Yeah. No, it's it's up and running. Like I'm I'm looking at it. I can hear it, but I don't think you guys can. Cool. Yeah. All right. So it's not, so, not going to like cause you any uh, lost sleep or anything then. Yeah. No, definitely isn't going to be. Uh, it's not going to uh, be louder than my daughter's sound machine anyway. So, <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, are you guys? So, how do you? How are you planning on like scaling it out a little bit? Um, like, is a a portion of every monthly revenue stream again? Hundred percent. Like, yeah, most of it's going to be going back to the token. Like, how are you guys doing that? Or is is that going to be built into the tokenomics? Like, part of the reflections that is coming to the dev team for marketing and other expenses? Like, is that gonna be just going to just, hey, let's buy more units and get scaled up really quickly? And I guess the question I, I, would, I always get um, would be, so how many units do you think you'll be at at the end of a year? Like if, if, if everything goes to plan? Yeah, so we've been, getting, we've been doing a bunch of these AMAs and with different groups. And that's one question that I get a lot is like, how often can we expect new rigs? And how does that affect the marketing of the token as well? 
so I'm going to answer this as robustly as possible. Uh, and I'm going to, I'm going to reference Brian on this one. So, uh, Brian is, is a new project dev. He's new into the meme coin universe for this project. Um, he's worked on other projects before on the marketing side. Um, he's had projects go into the billions and market cap. Uh, he's had projects go viral on crypto moonshots on Reddit and, and hit into the 80,000 uh, or so holder range. Uh, and in doing that, he's made a, a ton of connections and he's built a community behind him. Um, so he, he brings all those, the connections and the community with him. And we're going to have the, just extremely strong marketing out of the gate. Um, but here's where the breakdown between marketing dollars and, uh, and rig dollars comes in. Um, we are closing our presale tomorrow. We've had a fantastic presale. Uh, we, we felt that it's been extremely successful with that presale. We've been able to cover the cost for these first three rigs. We have all the load, the liquidity to load that we need in order to make sure uh, that, that the charts stay strong and that money's left over. Uh, and then we have money left over and budgeted for uh, CoinGecko fast track, Coin Market Cap fast track. Um, I, you, you guys over at Defiant are helping us out with finding some folks that'll do Dex tools trending. We have right now, um, I'm looking at it, 30 Telegram calls groups calling us out on launch day. We've Bam. got, yep, 30. And I like, I'm looking at my sheet right now. Uh, and I've got all the prices marked down. I've got what wallets I need to get paid. Each of these channels is doing a call out launch day, and they're also going to be brought on for three consecutive additional days, but it's not all going to be like the first day after launch, second day after launch, third day after launch, we're going to lay them in. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm still, looking for, I'm still looking for more, so I'm happy to share the list with you, and if, if you got a few to add, we'll add them. Um, we yeah. have uh, Twitter influencers, we have TikTok influencers, we have Snapchat pages, we have Instagram influencers, we have 19 Reddit pages that we're going to be getting posted on. Uh, and we found some folks from Black Hat World that are going to help us get our upvotes and our comments on Reddit. Uh, and anybody else that can help with that, we, we appreciate that. Um, so that's, that is all already taken care of. We don't need any launch reflections to take care of anything that I just mentioned. We have six weeks of marketing lined up on 30 Telegram channels, and I'll let Brian get into some of the rest of it because a lot of those are his connections on the you know, on Instagram and TikTok. Like, I, I'm about to be 35 in a couple of weeks. I don't have a TikTok. I don't have any idea how that works. Yeah, I'm, I'm 30. <laughs> never used the TikTok before, so I get it. Yeah. I get it. It's not our generation. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so, uh, yeah, jump in so, here a little bit. Yeah, Brian, tell us a little bit about your background. I, I, I know you've been a, a part of a couple other projects. Um, maybe some of them give us some color maybe in the background of what, what your roles were with some of those and tell us a little about like how you're, how you've, you know, kind of come to this team, I guess. How did you meet J-Row and, and like, how did you get so, pulled in there? All right. So, uh, by the way, guys, I'm Brian Sushman. Uh, so I have a pretty good background as far as it, you know, DeFi currencies go. Uh, I didn't originally get into it until about a year and a half ago. Uh, but during that time, I had kind of built up my own community where I would teach people technical analysis. I would call out trades and things like that. And in doing so, I kind of built a reputation in my community where people would come to me saying, hey, we would love to have you work with our projects, you know, things like that. So um, I'd say my most successful project I worked on uh, it all started from crypto moonshots, and that's one of our goals here. It was, I'm just gonna give you guys this uh, this situation. It was around 2 a.m. <laughs> We're all sitting in a voice call on Telegram, and all of a sudden we start trending on crypto moonshots. And uh, I'll never forget this kid joins and he says, Hey, 
I saw you on Crypto Moonshots. I'm throwing 60 grand in the project. And I'm not even playing whenever I say our market cap went from 10 million to almost 70 million. And it, it, I think it was like 24 hours. Uh, so we had a crazy uptick in volume. But besides that, I have a lot of experience whenever it comes to marketing, doing it the right way. I've also seen it done the wrong way. Uh, and whenever it comes to this new coin coming out on the meme coin universe marketplace, this marketing strategy out of all the coins that I've worked on uh, is one of the most hardcore marketing strategies that I've seen. I've never seen any other coin that I've worked with take it this seriously and have it stretched out six weeks in the future just to keep that momentum going. So I'll kind of get into some of the connections that I have and that I've used before. I'll throw some names out there. Uh, so here's a few of the influencers that we have uh, doing marketing for this new coin coming out. Uh, the first one's going to be Amon Burhill. He's an influencer from Germany and Dubai. So that's going to be our international foot in the door. Uh, we don't want this to just be U.S. based. We want it to be all around the world. Uh, another one is going to be Noah Lupowitz. He's actually really heavy into NFTs and he creates his own artwork and he has a pretty good following of about, I think, uh, half a million followers. Uh, then the next up, we've got JJ Hannon, which has 1.4 million followers on Instagram. Uh, he's promoted cryptocurrency before. Big into NFTs, really cool Instagram page. Uh, same with Twitter and Snapchat. They all have a lot of followers. And then one that really is uh, that I'm excited for, we actually have a German pop star uh, who's going to be behind the marketing on this coin. And uh, okay. his name is Lucas Rieger, and he has 2.1 million followers on Instagram. So I'm super excited for that, to get that side of the world into our community. I think it's absolutely phenomenal. And then there's a couple of other influencers that I actually uh, got connected with personally in person uh, very well. Uh, one of them is Leighton Gone. Uh, he's a fitness influencer. And then the other one is Demi Bagby. Uh, and she's super well known. And she's uh, she's an influencer from San Diego. I think she's got about two point something million followers. Uh, but two point five. What you said, yeah, something like that. But we're making more connections as we go. Um, what I will say, just because I like to, you know, tell you exactly what's going on, uh, we have a campaign being run uh, the 6th of February with four of those influencers I mentioned, and that's going to be lasting two weeks straight. And between all four of those, they get 10 million views just on Snapchat combined. So that right there is a lot of publicity you know the end goal is to help people not get scammed <laughs> you know the more publicity we get the less people lose money and i was just yeah. watching something on a uh, coffeezilla's youtube page last night and i saw another scam and i'm just like this just adds more of a uh how would i describe this more of a priority to get our name urgency out there so people get into a good situation uh but like i said this is one of the most hardcore marketing plans that i've been a part of um you know as far as already having the money put aside some of the other projects that i've worked on were like oh 
we're just going to get that marketing money from, you know, the reflections as we go or something like that. And we end up coming up short. But as far as the, what we have for marketing right now, it's already set aside. We've already got these people ready to get paid. We've already got a plan for everything. And I don't know if Jeremy mentioned this. We have Telegram calls channels for 30 days straight. 30 days straight. 30 channels so on, on launch day and for 30 more days. And so now, yeah, that's not that's, enough. Right that's amazing. If that doesn't yeah. get eyes on you. Like, uh, I don't 100%. know. Really so well. so yeah, I'm going to jump in and round out this answer real quick for you, Justin, which basically was, you know, how often can we expect rigs? Right. And how does the marketing plan fit into that? Yeah, I've been telling people that. For a rig like this with five graphics cards and these these GTX 3080s, they're not cheap and they're also not easy to find. For a rig like this with five graphics cards, it would take about $500,000 in trading volume, uh, buys and sells, to, to bring in one of these rigs, right? So if we can okay. have the, the, the type of launch that we know we can, then within a, a week after launch, we could be getting 10 of these rigs on order, 10 more, uh, for putting a set of 13. Uh, our phase two, our phase it's on the roadmap and I'm, I'm having to remember, but uh, I think phase one is one to three rigs. And then phase two is four through 15. Uh, from there, we're going to place rigs 15 through 30. Uh, and then really uh, after, after rig 30, I got to start looking for a little bit more space uh, because we'll probably have, <laughs> have 30 units across uh, 10 to 15 different locations. So yeah, I, I have 30, 30 locations lined up, but I want to stay ahead of the that's, game. I think at that point, that's where you can then start to, if you had to leverage one of, the like housing farms or whatever they call them um you could always do that at that point once you reach your capacity for like your locations i know our team we just we just didn't want to deal with the you know the workload because it just it, it wasn't something we were even comfortable or familiar with at all um yeah. but you, you got guys on the team that know what they're doing with this stuff know how to fix them know what you're looking at like to me it's it they're just like humming machines that I don't, essentially, I, 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 I don't get it. Um, but I know it makes money, so I, I understand that fact. Yeah, uh, heat, heat, yeah, electricity, and the heat and the money. Yeah, exactly. As long as, it putting, well, as long as it sends money back into our accounts, like we're happy with it. Um, but if like it, it's the same thing, like if my car, like if my car were to break down, I'm not like a car guy. Like I'm gonna bring it to a mechanic. Like I'd rather pay somebody to fix it than me twiddling around with it and trying to figure it out. Um, like, I'm just not that that techie of a, of a guy. But I, I mean, I love the idea. I, I, I've seen um, a lot of tokens, a couple tokens who have tried to do something similar to this. And they've, they've essentially failed because the the dev team either didn't know what they were doing, didn't have that experience, or um, the dev team got greedy and weren't doing what you guys are planning on doing, which is scaling it out. So again, like, yes, when projects launch, you get all that hype, you get all the influencers, all that stuff, and you get a lot of momentum right away. But if you're not taking that money and reinvesting it long-term, like the hype eventually fades. And so every token has that, that hump right at the beginning. And then you need to keep pushing that price up organically over time with revenue streams. That's, that's been my push for the last months and I harp it over and over again. Um, that's going to give you that sustainability long-term. And a lot of other projects ha that had maybe a similar model to you, I saw them launch and they called themselves like 
the like decentralized mining token and they launched with a couple you know mines and a couple rigs and then when they're the hype faded well they are spent that money elsewhere so there was no other money to then bring in the infrastructure to get the revenue streams going and again the token fades i think i i love the idea that you guys are doing um i'm fully behind it it makes a lot of sense to me i love that you're bringing on other guys to this team too who have come from other communities because again i think this could be a really cool revenue stream that just Again, it's it's predictable. Like you know, as long as you're not again, we bought <laughs> my team. We bought some old machines that fell apart. Like we bought the used car. You guys are buying the brand new cars right off the lot. You know what they're gonna how they're gonna perform, um, and you're willing to again until you get to that capacity, willing to take on a lot of the role and housing these things in different spots. I think it's really cool, and that's <clears throat> because your your business background. You so you were you were in payment processing. Um, so I did a lot more than payment processing. So uh, I started off in payment processing in 2008. And so basically what that means, if, if, if the other 15. Yeah, it was like mer mer uh, when you swipe the credit cards, merchant services, that's I, that's what I'm. I, I'm... <clears throat> Sorry, I had a call coming. <laughs> So yeah, so in 2008, I started off in payment processing, but that evolved over the course of time. So it was payment processing, and then it became payroll, and it became web management, uh, and then it became uh, inventory control systems and time clock systems, and then it became uh, employee and customer engagement systems. Uh, and then it became to the point where I could actually sell the business. So I could get, I could get it listed, walk them through escrow, um, transfer ownership, and, and take care of everything start to finish. So. It's more than just payment processing connections. Uh, for example, I have a business uh, that I sold recently before the, the token came out. And, and I don't do this, by the way. I work MCU full-time. I don't do things anymore. I don't run these appointments anymore. Every now and again, I get a referral. Somebody will call me and say, hey, you know, you did this for this guy. I mean, can you do it for me? And like, I'm not going to turn away free money. Uh, but you'd be surprised the number of businesses that I sold that are warehouse businesses. So, for example, right before we launched MCU back in October, I sold this uh, lighting manufacturing business. And uh, lighting manufacturing might be a little generous. He, he assembles commercial lights. Uh, he's got a 3,500-square-foot warehouse, and he doesn't use about 2,000 square feet of it. Uh, he has an office space sectioned off to the side. That he charges 400 bucks a month rent. He never has anybody renting it like his son was renting it last time I talked to him. So for me to be able to call him up and say, hey, let me, let me stick one here in, uh, in the office that you're renting out. And let me stick one back or two back yeah, in the warehouse. I'll pay, I'll pay the couple bucks of electricity that I'm going to take over the course of the month, like, and you're okay with it. Yeah, exactly. That's cool. So that that that's cool. Really leveraging those business relationships because, again, like most other tokens that have tried this idea, that's that's their their biggest downfall is they they don't have the space, and then they don't have the connections like you have or when they try to then find a housing facility that might be close to them uh, per se, they end up char getting charged an arm and a leg and there's not a lot of profit left over. And then they, and then the team needs to eat off of that profit. And so like the token ends up failing from it. So, yeah, and I got to tell you, I'm a hundred percent on board with your vision of an altcoin world that only exists of like revenue and actual use case utility type case tokens. Yeah. 
Um, that, that's really what we want to be releasing in our marketplace is tokens. You know, MCU, for example, doesn't have a revenue case, but it has a, like a great use case behind it. And it's got limited, uh, like a limited reach as far as the number of people that can own 25 billion. Um, so th that's more of what you're going to be seeing coming out of our marketplace is things that are, uh, they're either revenue cases, they've got a strong use case behind it that, that keeps people engaged and holding um, and, and things to those effects. So uh, the, this industry, I hope to see, right? I hope to see it turn into little like a unregulated mini stock market with real companies putting real money into real projects. That's, that's the way that I see it moving. And I, I've said this maybe, so I might sound like a broken record. Like every AMA, I say, this is the way the industry is moving. And if tokens aren't going to adopt that type of strategy where they have some sort of revenue stream that will go back into the holders' pockets or into the token, just to, again, keep the price stable or push it up, any project that's not launching with that type of mentality or business model, you're, you're dinosaurs. You're going to be extinct. Because or they'll that's, be around for three weeks and then you'll never hear from the dev team again. They have to go back to work. That's And that's that's what's different about what you guys are trying to do. And you get it. Like, you understand it. And that's that's why, again, every other token that comes in your ecosystem and, and the ecosystem <clears throat> that builds around it kind of supports itself. So like you said, and then this might get into some of the viewers who are going to either be on here or, or see this later, <clears throat> your your, your pre-sale is still open through tomorrow, through through midnight, I believe, correct? Mm -hmm. Yep. And so the requirements to get into the pre-sale is you have to own 25 billion of the native, like what we'll call it the governance token or the flagship is the MCU. Yeah. So you have to buy 25 billion of, of MCU. <clears throat> Remind me right now, 25 billion, I don't think is it's like a cheap right now it's like point yeah, one quarter oh yeah i was gonna say a quarter or less of an yeah. eth to be able to do that and that allows you then to be able to get into the pre-sale um for uh for for this token yeah and we're not making you know as we create this franchise model so again with the franchise model being you know we we bring brian on from outside and Brian barely has to do anything outside of marketing and reaching out to his community and making sure that post-launch, 99% of Brian's job is post-launch. We took care of everything pre-launch. So part yep. of that is making sure that we learn from our mistakes and we course correct uh, and we tried doing things a little differently. So on our last launch, we loaded nearly all of the liquidity that we, we uh, gained in pre-sale and left very little left over for marketing. Um, that made the chart hard to move because we loaded with 50 liquidity and it made the chart extra hard to move because we had very little left over, you know, we didn't have money for 30 <clears throat> calls channels. It's like um, steering the Titanic with uh, with like a paddle. Like a paddle, like, yeah. yeah. In the back there with a paddle. Well, that's that's uh -huh. literally what was happening, I guess. And, and, yeah, and so luckily that token has a, a revenue case and the growth of the marketplace will, will increase the value of that token. So it's going to come back, I'm not worried about it, but I don't want to go through that again, right? I, I don't want to repeat that same mistake. Part of a mistake that we made on the last launch is that we, uh, we deployed the contract on launch day and that pushed launch back to like nearly midnight Eastern time on a Sunday. I remember that. And so we, and that, that's something with our team that we're committed. Uh, I think we talked about this. We're going to have everything done ahead of time for you. Get those pre-sale error drops out the day before that way, all you have to do, especially if you have all those call channels lined up, like that it's needs a lot to launch to organize. time. Like it, yeah, exactly. Like there's a lot of moving pieces with that. 
Um, so yeah, we, we're definitely going to make sure we get this done earlier for you this time. So it'll be deployed this time, Thursday or Friday, because uh, pre-sales mm -hmm. closing Wednesday at midnight. We'll be able to get all the airdrops sent out first thing Saturday morning. So everyone will have the contract code and the ticker. Uh, we haven't released the ticker outside of the Defiant team and the MCU team yet, so nobody has it. Um, that, that was a, another mistake that we're correcting. We're launching between 5 p.m. and 7 p.m. Eastern time on a Saturday where there's no football uh, that weekend. So we're not watching Super Bowl weekend or championship weekend. Oh, yeah, you got, the, you got the Pro Bowl this weekend, but nobody's going to watch that. Yeah, who watches the Pro Bowl? It's like watching, you know, I watch the slump contest. I watch the uh, the home run contest and, the, you know, media day a little bit on Saturday. But, uh, yeah. you know, nobody wants to watch guys hug each other during the Pro Bowl. They don't even hardly play. No. Yeah. So, you know, that was strategic. We wanted to make sure um, – we wanted to make sure that we're, we're launching with plenty of time for people to trade, but also with a little bit of weekend left and without the interruption of either championship weekend last weekend or Super Bowl weekend weekend after. Um, uh, all the dev team is getting together again for the launch of this token, which is a thing we did right on the last launch. But on the last launch, everybody went home the next day. So this time we have it staggered. So uh, I, I live here. So, I, you know, it's an hour drive for me. I'm going to be around. It's not a big deal. They're coming out to San Diego. Yeah. Um, so Circuit Breaker got out here today. He's actually going to be leaving, I think, next Tuesday. Uh, Brian gets out here Friday. He's heading home on Monday. We're going to be having live voice chat going in the official Mind Token room uh, for starting three hours before launch. We're going to be broadcasting. And we're going to try to keep that open. Uh, for We're going to try to set a record, honestly. We want to keep it open for a week if we can, if we've got activity in there. And, and you know, we have devs out over in the Eastern Hemisphere that can take it over for us. Uh, you know, we, we want to have an active hype community uh, that's excited. Uh, one of the things we did last time was we did a plus 8% paper hand tax for 24 hours. And so right at like hour 24 and a half, you could start to see the chart kind of do this. Yeah. This time we're having a plus 8% 8, plus 8 paper hand tax. It's going to drop off between 48 and 72 hours. So it'll be random in that 48 to 72 hour range. No one's going to be able to kind of time the drop off. Um, that plus 8% is going back into the token through buybacks, through marketing, and through rigs. Um, and we, we have a little buyback reserve account already from presale as well, just to make sure that, uh, you know, we, we're, we're supporting the project. We're, the, we're actually following through on deflating the token. Um, it's going to be visible for everybody. So Let, yeah, I, a lot of things are doing differently this launch. Yeah, I, I love the, the tweaks that you guys have made and the, the learning experience that you had from the last one. I think that's really cool. The the randomizing the the paper hand tax, so then that way nobody can try to swing trade or trade against it. And then again, if, even if they try to like and they get caught by the tax, that's going to help you guys to be able to scale out the rigs really quickly. Which again, more revenue comes in, you can push the the chart up. We've seen this with our Ascend token, our our flagship. Is I tell people all the time, I don't care if you need to sell it, like. We've had people who have come to me saying, hey, I, I need to pay medical bills for my wife's cancer treatment. And I'm like, sell it. I'm like, sell. Like, I need this for my kids' stuff. I'm like, do it. Like, you need this. Like, your family's more important. Than, and I know the token will survive because we have the revenue streams behind it. Yes, it's going to take time to rebuild from any dips or losses. But And I tell that to all our holders. And, and I think this is what people should learn about this token, too, is because of those revenue streams, like you can't physically ever kill this token. Right. You're going to have early investors that might decide to exit their positions at some point in time, but over time, this will continually grow. It's not, whereas I can't say the same for 
99% of the tokens out there that I would say. Now, I, I went and actually looked this up. Especially they're, the they're, community-driven tokens, right? They have nothing else yeah. going for them, but they're community-driven. So, yeah, so I think it was either Bloomberg or Forbes. Uh, I, I can't, I got to find this article because I, I referenced it a lot, but they looked and they said about 7,000 tokens are being launched per month and only, or no, sorry, it's 4,000 tokens are being launched per month. Only 7% of them actually have a utility. The rest of them are just flat out scams or money grabs in this space. And so most of them die really, really quickly. We see them die within the first hour, two hours, a day. Um, and out of that 7%, you guys are fitting in a very small sliver that actually has a revenue pumping back into the token that if all else fails and the 30 call out groups and all that other stuff doesn't work, like, oh, well, like the mining rigs aren't going to break because exactly like those don't go away because the call out that you used, like his, his followers didn't decide to buy in. It doesn't matter. Like over time, it slowly just grows. And again, this is where, <clears throat> especially with reflection tokens, by establishing your position early on, I always tell us people, you're establishing your position and you're gonna make money over time on those reflections. And yes, the price, if you have a revenue stream built behind it, that price will inherently go up over time as well. Even if you don't do any other marketing or any other spends on that stuff or acquiring more holders or more buys, like, Yes, it might not be the 100x stupid Inu thing in the first half hour <laughs> that some people like to jump in on, but the risk reward, the, the risk is much less with, with revenue stream tokens is that we know it's not going to be something that is going to be rugged because why would you guys go behind the scenes and be doing all this time and effort building rig, like buying rigs and doing all this stuff if you just wanted to like let walk away from the project and, and let it be abandoned like and so that's the thing i try to tell people and this is really more of like my hat from like the traditional finance world you know 13 and a half years as an fa now coming into this crypto world is those two worlds are slowly merging and if people don't get that again you're you're just you're going to be a dinosaur you're going to be extinct and so i i really love and, the utility and, function and without Sorry, without without a use case that's active, tangible, and measurable, you're you're in my opinion. If you don't have a use case that's active, tangible, and measurable, you are a scam at the moment. Hundred percent. Right? Until until it becomes active, tangible, and measurable. I, uh, you know, we with MCU certified safe, I get reached out to all the time by different projects, and the most common one that I see is that the project, the token, is a, a fundraising project for something else. And that something else might generate some revenue, but none of that revenue goes back into the token. It's just a yeah. fundraising project. Like, dude, get out of here. You just no. just go on GoFundMe and ask people for the money straight up. Or just do a pre-sale to like random people, throw it in Telegram, and you'll get a bunch <laughs> of buyers and uh, and you can fund your next project that way. Like yeah, but yeah that, and that, that's what I loved about like when I first met you with MCU was those videos were again i the value proposition and the, the way that you looked at things you got it really quickly was that um like i love the the video that you did about like what's a rug pull slow rug pull dev abandonment like and people are starting to see that more and more and more and more it's like yeah because that's that's the model that's happening by 99 percent of the tokens out there like they don't have an idea like they're just throwing something up there 
based on whatever Elon Musk is tweeting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or that, that, that stupid Grimace coin. Oh, it bothers me so much that that Grimace coin got like explosive growth after McDonald's had no idea what they were doing. They didn't know there was a Grimace coin. No. Oh, it drove me crazy when I saw people buying that. They had senators that were talking about cryptocurrency and one of the guys names like Mongoose or whatever, which wasn't a coin at the time. He thought it was like he, one of his handlers must have given him a name of like three coins that he thought were coins. None of them were real coins. And then people threw those three coins out there and like Mongoose like took off like something yeah. stupid. It's, but then it's a, literally the dumbest things. And, and the problem with playing those, and I, I, I stopped playing it in, in, in that space of this space um, anymore, is that you never know which, when, it's, when is the good time to get out and like which one of these is going to be the next Shiba or the, you know, the next, like whatever it is, like you don't know which one of those is going to take off. And yeah. most of the time you're on the wrong end of it and you're the one holding the bag and somebody else you know, is, is ended up taking, uh, you know, huge profits. But with these types of tokens, like, I don't care what the chart looks like in the short term. Like, hey, like, I, I know if there's revenues coming into it, like, eventually, maybe everybody else gets tired and bored and they move on to the next shiny thing and they sell off their tokens. And then essentially, then I have 100% of the reflections and I'm the only token holder, but the revenue streams keep coming. And so that, that's really where I think the focus is. And, and that's where our platform, like that's where we, we love partnering with projects that have that. Um, like if you don't have that utility case, docs team, revenue stream kind of built into it, like we just don't want to, we don't want to partner with you. Like it's not you're worth not our even, time. Yeah, you're not even part of that 7%, which is it's probably no. like, extremely inflated because they just said, oh, they said they have the use case. Okay, we'll drop that one. Now, so I want to I want to bring this, uh, you know, just kind of around full circle. Um, about a half hour before the call started, uh, MCU bought a little over five hundred dollars worth of Ascend tokens. Um, so we we bought enough to be able to pay the taxes. So have five hundred bucks. We'd like to give a hundred dollars away to five people who were on the entire call. Um, we we do want to give a chance for folks to go through and ask some questions and things like that if they've got any. I know that we covered this pretty robustly. Um, I will say also, I. I Cause I'm on my phone right here. My wife just texted me. She said it's no phone zone time. Is the baby's got to get in the bath uh, here here pretty soon. So I'll stick around and answer a couple questions. Um, but we'll have uh, we'll have one of my devs on. Let me let me take a look at who all's on here. Let's see. Yeah, like it, Joe J Row. So, if you have to hop, like we could have some of your other team members kind of answer questions. I can try to answer them the best I can too. Yeah, let's see if we've got any questions coming up in chat. And then I got Circuit Breaker on here. So Circuit Breaker, uh, write down all the names that are in chat, and we'll do a, a random drawing to see who's going to be the five winners, $100 each. Of the yeah, Ascent I took a screenshot of it already. Okay, very cool. Damn it. <laughs> You're in there, Joey. Don't worry. <laughs> all right, does anybody have any questions in chat? Yeah, Justin, did you get a haircut? I did. So, I, I got my I got my hair cut and then I had to shave the beard because uh, then I looked I I was too top heavy on the bottom and it looked it looked weird. Kratos is asking a question, so I want to make sure I answer this. He says uh, he remember hearing that all the tokens that launch in MCU will, will benefit the tokens that before it, and he wants to know how will the next token, uh, the mining token, support MCU and MCM. So it's already supported MCU. We got fifty buys in a row the very first day of presale. 
from marketing to Brian's community and to the new community. Uh, and the way that MCU grows, you know, there's only enough tokens for 2,380 people to own 25 billion MCU each before there's no tokens left. So when we go through and on launch day, 50 new holders come in and they're holding just over 25 billion. Uh, we're really deflating that supply. And that token, is, it's a, it's a long-term hold because it's not just the initial set of 10 that we already have planned. It's this franchise model that we're building that we can plug basically any use case into. And people come to me every day with, with great use cases. Even yesterday, I heard a really great use case uh, that we'll be adding into our ecosystem. So it's already directly benefited MCU. Also, when this token launches, and we have a terrific launch, and we're doing those hundreds of percent growth uh, because of the marketing, because of the liquidity pool, because of Brian's community and his connections and everything that we've got going on for this token, when we go to launch our fourth use case in the ecosystem, People are going to clamor into that one because, frankly, when they look at the pre-sale now, they look at uh, our last one and they say, people in pre-sale did really good on the token for like a week. Uh, and then now they have to wait for the revenue case to kick in before they're, they're doing good again. Uh, on this, you know, with, with this launch, they're going to be able to look at the last one and say, that's a pre-sale I want to get into. Um, and so, you know, we expect to see a ton of growth on MCU uh, even when our fourth uh, project comes into the ecosystem several weeks down the road. It's not coming in like two weeks or anything. So I'm just going to put that out there. Um, the the way that it benefits FDM is twofold. Uh, number one, the larger our socials grow, the more that we charge for marketing on the MCM platform. Uh, everybody knows if you see something on the MCM platform, it's guaranteed scam free, whether it's ours or whether it's MCU certified safe, because those are the only tokens we let pay for marketing on the platform. Um, so as, as the socials grow, that revenue case will continue to grow and expand. Um, but it, indirectly, when we've got 1,500 or 2,500 or 10,000 holders on the official mine token, and they look over the other guaranteed scam-free projects and say, which of these are undervalued, they're going to go to the ones that look yeah, undervalued. Right. And frankly, right now, yeah. MCM looks you're undervalued. Gonna, you're, yeah, you're going to get that cross-pollination. And that that's, that's how ecosystems work. It, it doesn't matter if any one particular project is maybe down a little bit at any one point in time <clears throat> by building out revenue streams and expanding the ecosystem, you get more eyes on you organically and that's how you uh, be able to support those other ones. Yep. All right, so let's see, do we have any other uh, questions there in chat? I, that was the only one that I saw come up. <clears throat> I'm trying to see if uh, anybody else is raising their hand. I don't know if it's because I'm on my computer. Um, I don't see any hands up here on the uh, on the cell. So, guys, uh, I'm going to go ahead and log out. You can stay in with Brian for a few more minutes if you guys want to continue to chat marketing. Uh, Brian, don't give away my address or any of my secrets. <laughs> Teasing. Um, uh, I'm going to go get some bath time. Uh, my daughter turned nine months old today, by the way, if anybody cares. So today's her nine-month-old birthday. Uh, well, happy and birthday to your daughter, J-Row. Thanks, buddy. Uh, all right, uh, Justin, the Defiant team, thank you guys so much for hosting us. We really appreciate you. Uh, we will see you guys again Saturday for a live stream uh, broadcast for three hours heading up into launch uh, and then voice chat after that. Uh, we'll see you guys on Saturday. All, all right, guys. guys. Do we have any, uh, any questions at all? Any questions? I'm going to stick around for about a minute. If you can't speak, type in the chat, and I should be able to see it. Yeah, if, if you raise your hand, I if you raise your hand, I can unmute you. I can see you on my phone now. 
So we got a question from Jonathan Sullivan. Um, he said, what happens if all the MCU tokens sell out? Well, that's why it's so exclusive. Uh, there's only about 2,400 people who can own that. So once that's sold out, those people are the only people who will have access to these pre-sales. Uh, so that's why it's good to get in early. <laughs> and if, if, all, if, all the, if all the tokens were to sell, I mean, you're talking now you're at like Bitcoin level like yeah. returns. Because yeah, really. as every person buys 25 billion tokens <clears throat> and they want to hold that for other pre-sales, as the next token in the ecosystem comes along and they get more people that then buy in for that pre-sale and hold it for the next one, eventually you get to that point where the price just keeps going up because of just, just those people that want to buy 25 billion just for the pre-sale. Now, there's some people that have you know hundreds of, of a billion because they believe in the project just, you know, on, uh, in that respect that it, the price is going to continually go up. Um, so it, it's really more of a scarcity thing as, as more projects come online and more pre-sales come online, that's going to push that price up uh, just over time. Yeah. Hey, real quick on that, that topic, Justin, when, um, when MCU hit its all time high, I mean, right now, currently to buy in the minimum, cost about one uh, about 0.11 ETH. When MCU hit its all-time high, I don't know, a month and a half ago, it was costing 0.8 ETH to get the 25 billion minimum. <clears throat> yeah, I think when I bought mine, I think it was half an ETH when I <clears throat> when I bought my uh, I, I like when I bought my 30 billion to get into the first pre-sale. I bought in at 0.9 plus gas or around like one ETH. And again, <clears throat> so you're, the, those people who bought in a while ago, they're going to continue to hold that because there's no reason for me to exit my position rather than just keep collecting reflections over time. I know that as each pre-sale comes along, people are going to buy in because they want to get into the pre-sale. That's going to be reflections that comes right to me. And it also gives me opportunity to get into the next function in the ecosystem. So I, I would say that I, I think e <clears throat> MCU is going to just get supported over time with that and if everybody were to buy every single token again you're, you're talking <clears throat> it, it, stu stupid returns uh, it, it just it would get more and more expensive for that 25 billion uh to get <clears throat> uh purchase which again is going to make it a very exclusive club at some point in time you might have bought 25 billion at 0.1 ETH now and we can talk like two three four months from now buying that 25 billion to get into the next pre-sale in their ecosystem could cost you an arm and a leg. So uh, that's why I say it, it, with, a, with, with, with coins like this, where there's revenue cases in, in the, in the picture, <clears throat> it's about establishing your position and just holding it. Like we always talk about every other token. It's hold, hold this, hold that. Like, and, and in most of the cases, those are just scams because they want you to hold while they sell and get out of their position while they're hyping it and pushing it up. This is really like a type of project where you, you literally just hold it and forget about it. Like, and you're going to collect income over time, just residual income. Yeah, there, I agree. There's, there's a lot more of an incentive to hold, whereas you think of another cryptocurrency, you're just holding it, waiting for it to go up. But 
you have the opportunity to get into every pre-sale in that marketplace by owning that and you have the opportunity for a very high return so i think you know just with that being said it's a good incentive to hold it um i know i would want access to every pre-sale uh in the meme coin universe because that's an opportunity to potentially 5x 10x i think uh one of them was a 34x if i'm not mistaken after five weeks uh so I mean, that's just more of an incentive right there um do we have any more questions guys let me see if we got anything jonathan sullivan said gotcha thank you no problem we're here to answer one of the, any questions one of the things i want to add on to that uh i know jeremy ended up touching on that topic once before he said all the spots were taken up and we're literally almost out of supply we would eventually end up hitting about a dollar in uh in market value yeah which is complete complete insanity that that, that, that like the numbers that what 25 billion tokens then would be at a dollar you'd have 25 billion dollars like that's and that's why i said like eat you probably won't realistically ever get close to that but what it does is it makes that barrier to entry it's a, it makes it becomes a really exclusive club where you don't have to then spend ten thousand dollars twenty thousand dollars fifty thousand dollars to be able to buy in the pre-sale on the next coin that comes into the ecosystem that i then want to five ten x myself um with and again, I, I I think we could all agree. Like, the, the reason why we're in this space too is because everybody wants to make money. Um, there's nothing wrong with that. I, I think it's everybody think it's taboo to talk about making profits and things like that. Um, you know, when you do it responsibly, that's fine. Like, not trying to hurt projects and things like that. Um, and that's the reason why I bought into the presale because when I met these guys and I said. You're going to come out with nine other projects that are all going to be similar where they're going to have the ability to you know have some sort of utility or revenue case and i'm going to get reflections on every single one of those going forward why why wouldn't i put uh my money and establish that position and then forget about it i don't have to ever look at it ever again i'm just every single time another project comes along <clears throat> i'm going to buy into those as well i think i ended up winning one of like the the whale buy contest for mcm <laughs> and uh jayro came to me and he's like hey all right, i can send you the ethereum and i go no 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 just redeploy it I, I go when the next token comes out in a month or two like that's my pre-sale back because it, it didn't matter to me like i already in my head was saying well i'm just going to take that money and just redeploy it anyways to this and just have it sit there over time and that's just going to again give me passive income oh yeah and i and i think you know as we go i mean i can only imagine the type of community we will have um built by the time we get to that last token and i know there's been discussions about branching off to maybe finance and uh releasing 10 more coins on that chain but i can only imagine by the time we get to that last token just the community that's going to be behind it I mean, who knows? I mean, like Prodigy said, I mean, it, potentially we could get close to a dollar, but you know, like you said, realistically, <laughs> it's still gonna yeah. be a good return either way. <laughs> yeah. Looking, looking at the Uniswap wallet, there's 12.757 trillion 
left in the Uniswap wallet for the for sale, which equates to 510 more positions to buy up 25 billion. So it's not actually 2,500 available. That's the total at launch. There's only 510 spots left if no one else sells. <clears throat> yeah, that's a good point because again, like I said, it's it's not like you're capped at 25 billion tokens. There's a lot of people that I know that have hundreds of billions of tokens already in MCU. So yeah, yeah, I think J Row was just saying like if there was if if all things were equal, you know, that's how many people could potentially get in for the pre-sales. So that again, that this it's a very limited amount. It's a very exclusive club in, in that respect. And I, I think what what Brian was saying really I think hits on it too is like as these other tokens come out, like it's gonna exponentially just go really quickly because of the amount of eyes that are on it and the people that will get it and understand the long-term sustainability of projects like this, like this ecosystem, I think is really unique. And, um, you know, people who I think, uh, you know, maybe after the last token, uh, having dipped a little bit, um, again, those revenue streams are going to be coming on MCM are coming from all these other tokens that are launching getting eyes on it and using that for hiring for those purposes that'll come back over time that's the reason why i haven't sold a single penny of any of the tokens that i bought on it and it it's it's really one of those things where i, I think you have to see the long-term vision of it um knowing that again the team is not involved here to to rug pull or scam you they're not going anywhere they're, they're doubling down on their efforts they're not saying hey we screwed up. We had a, whatever happened, and let's just let's just close up shop. Like they're like, no, like we're gonna execute on what we said we're gonna do. We're gonna build out this ecosystem, and then once the ecosystem's complete, you know, then it just kind of funds itself. Yeah, and that's and that's why we're putting our face behind it. You know, I said my full legal name. I know Jeremy's. You know, Docs as well. Uh, you know, we're not going anywhere. We want to. We're we're here for the long haul, no matter what happens. Uh, because you know, at the end of the day, it's it's going to be successful. Uh, we just we we need to build that community, which is what we are currently doing. Uh, we also just had a question. Uh, it says, "What prevents all the pre-sales from not just rugging each project when there is unlimited pre-sale spots?" So um, we don't have an unlimited pre-sale spot, um, like we were talking about earlier. Uh, I guess statistically, uh, Rob had looked into that. We only have about 500 more spots, um, so that that can't happen. We also uh, we have a company thoroughly auditing us. Um, if I'm not mistaken, it's Safe Solidity, correct? Yeah. So, so yeah, Safe Solidity audits all the contract codes, gives us that safe thing. But I think a simpler answer uh, to why every presale won't just rug each other is uh, here's the simplest answer. You're paying 12% tax when you want to sell plus that first couple days is an extra 8% penalty. So you're, you're, you're losing out on that tax piece on that end that everybody else is going to get those reflections. Those revenues from the, the minor rigs are going to pump back in and push the price back up. It's really short sighted. I would say, because you need to have an instant 20% gain to be able to make up for that. Plus, you got to remember, you also bought $25 billion of MCU to establish that position. You paid 
you know, uh, whatever the taxes on MCU, you played the gas fees. And then if you decide, Hey, I want to sell the MCU and move on and not do any other pre-sales on the next, you know, tokens, like you're paying a lot of fees and taxes that it really eats away into your gains that it doesn't, it doesn't really from that perspective, make a lot of sense to just to do that. Now, are there people that are going to probably jump into pre And there's some people out there that will jump into pre-sales because they know they're getting at least launch price. And so they can't like lose in, unless people start selling. Um, but again, I, I think it would be short-sighted for people to do that because they know that the revenue streams are coming in instantly. The amount of people that they're putting in pre-sale people are always going to sell at some point in time. This is the, this is the double-edged sword with pre-sales is that it funds the liquidity. Again, it's like you're the startup capital for the business that they need for advertising, marketing, to buy the rigs, to set up those revenue streams, just like a, uh, an IPO on a, on, on a regular company. Or if you were going to open up a pizza shop and you, you went to friends and family and got money to, to build out the infrastructure there, like, there's always going to be that, that issue with, with pre-sales because you need that capital to build out the infrastructure. That's sure. Some people are going to sell, but I don't think that you're going to see a massive amount of people that will do that. Um, I think it'll be outweighed by, again, the benefit of the revenue streams with these tokens that'll push it back. Look at our, look at the Ascend token. You can use that as a perfect example. We had a couple forks because we had some contract issues on our most recent one. When we launched on, I think it was November 27th, uh, wherever it was, we went up and then immediately we dropped down a massive amount because a lot of those pre-sale people were fed up. They're like, hey, we've gone through a couple forks, like we don't get it. And then I said, I don't care. Like, let's shake them out. Let's let all the pre-sale people sell. And then let's turn on our revenue streams. We had three tokens that launched with us. We had our Bitcoin mining rigs that we had for our own team. And then we just, you watch the chart and it goes completely back up to where it started because we just pumped all that revenue back into it. And then we had another group that decided to, you know, de-partner with us essentially. And their leader told them to sell everything. Okay, whatever. Sell your position. I don't care. Dump it. Cool. You see this big, massive red candle. And then what did we do? Okay, well, let's just throw our injections right back into the chart again. Like, so everybody who held strong during that entire period of time, they're the ones that collected reflections on all of those massive movements. And over time, those injections just keep coming in. You don't need new people that want to come in. Like, that's the business. Like, and that's, uh, that's why I would say, like, I wouldn't, I'm not really worried about people doing that. And even if they do, I think it's short-sighted. Yeah, they make maybe a quick gain at the beginning, but as these revenue streams turn on, and keep pumping back into the token and the amount of rigs that they're going to scale out to do, you could have made a lot more over time just on the injection piece. And then when you decide to exit your position for whatever reason it may be, um, yeah, then you'll, you, you'll have your, your tokens at a higher value too that you can sell off. Hey, Justin, just to elaborate on that, and I'm sure if, uh, if the guy who asked the question jumped in the chat and asked Jeremy himself, but he actually just spoke of this not that long ago that from token number two, it's still, I believe it's between 60 and 70% of pre-sale holders still hold their entire bag. So 70%. What is it? Yeah. It's like 70, 75%. Yeah. And that, because again, they, they get it. They understand that. Yes. Maybe on token number two, 
that revenue stream model takes a little bit more time. That one's built on once all of the other tokens are set up and running and you have a lot of eyes on you, you have other projects that need advertising help, like that's going to pump revenue back into that token. With this one, like we're talking like the revenue's already started. <laughs> and again, I, I know this because <clears throat> we, again, we did this as one of our earliest revenue streams for the Ascend token. Like we bought 10 Bitcoin mining rigs and the net profits were like, yeah, it's going to be small injections, but at least it's something that at least... <laughs> You know, help alleviate some of the things until we get our contract issues fixed. And but they're going to scale it out to a much bigger scale than what we're going to do. Like uh, because again, that's their sole focus. So this this token is going to get sustained much quicker, and we don't have to wait for hey, we have to wait for people to buy and sell to get reflections to then go buy the rigs and then find a facility to house them. Like you, you saw them tonight. They're they're already there. Like they're plugging them in and and. The, once the token launches on Saturday, like you're going to have injections almost immediately from that. Um, and again, like J J Rowe said, like you're not going to see tens of thousands immediately, but once those reflections come in and they can buy more, like they're going to scale this out really, really quickly. And you're essentially you're, you're buying into your own uh, Bitcoin, Ethereum mining farm, essentially without any risk and out any of the hassle like i've talked about it maybe a couple times tonight is our team just and i don't want to do this i don't want to ever house a bunch of rigs in my house because i just don't know what to do with them like i don't know where to put them i don't know how to maintain these things like it's if, if it was easy everybody would be doing it everybody would have bitcoin rigs in their house like why wouldn't you if it was just if it was just pure you know if i had a machine that was making hundred dollar bills in my basement like why wouldn't i just everybody would buy the hundred dollar machine. Like that's essentially what these things are, but they're, they're a lot more complex than that. And you have to have the ability and the knowledge behind that to, and again, the, the capacity to want to take on that type of project. Well, I'd rather just invest in, into something where somebody's going to do that for me. Like if I don't have the time to do something, I'd rather pay money to get it done. Like those are those are really the two things I, f I find in life. You, you can give up time or you can give up money. Um, and so I'd rather hire somebody to do it better than me. And that's that's what you're doing. You're buying into a, a, a huge mining farm. That's that's the, the ultimate goal. Yeah, you don't get time back, but you definitely get money back. That's 100 percent true right there. I'd much rather give up money than give up my time uh, because I feel like, you know, Time, time means everything to me, and I don't want to sit there and, you know, learn about all of that. I'd much rather just throw it into something that's going to do it for me without doing all the research behind mining. Um, so that was very, very well said, Justin. Uh, do we have any more questions, guys? Last call for questions. Any more questions? I don't see, I don't see any any other hands raised. Uh, let's see if anything, uh, see anything else in the chat. So I, I guess we can kind of we can kind of wrap up. And I know we had some issues with me trying to figure out Facebook Live. Like I said, guys, I am not a very good technical guy with some of this stuff. Um, I don't think I'm I don't think I'm dumb. I just like I don't even have Twitter. I don't know how to send a tweet. Like that's that's where I'm at. Um, so I tried to figure it out. Uh, hope we didn't lose too many people that wanted to tune into this because they thought it was going to be on Facebook Live. 
we'll have the recording out. We'll share it around on all the socials. So if anybody missed it, um, I don't want them to not hear this information. We'll, we'll, we'll be relaying all this stuff uh, throughout the, the next couple of days. Um, and then we're excited to have this thing launch on Saturday. I'm, I'm excited to see some of these influencers and, <clears throat> and the call out groups that you guys have and the connections that you're, you're kind of building with this. Um, so I'm, again, I'm excited as an investor, as a holder, as a partner, uh, for, for a lot of different reasons. Um, so yeah, I, I, I'll, I'll leave the floor to you, Brian, if, if you want to give like a, uh, you know, an elevator pitch, a, you know, a wrap up. Hey, uh, I, I really appreciate it, Justin. I'm, I'm really excited too, because as we go on, I'm sure that we're going to be using some of the same influencer connections, same telegram calls channels. And that, and that whole marketing aspect of things is only going to grow from here. So I'm super excited for that. I really appreciate you guys for tuning in. If you guys have any questions at all, we have a telegram. It's called the Official Mind Token. Um, also, thank you, Tyler. He said thanks for all the answers I tried asking before. Uh, really, really appreciate the fact that we were able to uh, answer that. And Justin kind of helped me out there. Uh, but like I said... I really appreciate appreciate you guys listening in. If you have any more questions, if you're you know laying in bed at 2 a.m. and something pops in your head, feel free to message me or uh, Jeremy or any any person who has MCU by their name on here. So, with that being said, thank you guys so much and uh, see ya. <laughs> All right, guys, we'll talk to you guys soon. All right, thank you, sir. Thank you, Justin.